And if you don't know, now you know. Welcome to the Nagano Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Anthony Carvello, along with... Clemmy, a.k.a. Clemtro Boomin. Yo, it's your drunken uncle, Uncle Fetz, drinking some uh, Brass Monkey. And that's all of us. That's all we- of us. But we have a guest today. <laughs> we do have a guest today, but before we get into the guest, I want to talk a little bit about Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, and I don't top. like to timestamp shit, because realistically, this is going to come out maybe a little bit late, considering, but... I did want to talk about it a little bit. Do oh. you want to talk about it too? Because oh, uh, shit. Maybe you I'll know? introduce you. Yeah, let's introduce let's our guest. Yeah, yeah, and we'll just yeah, make right. that let's the just, first let's just topic. Let's talk about some real shit. Let's right just now. talk about some real shit. Like True. right off rip, right? Yeah. Today we got our man Malcolm J in the building with us. One half of the Happy Unfortunate. Oh, man. That's a, that's a throwback. Yo, I'll <laughs> oh, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Oh, man. man you, fuck. Okay. We'll do that to you. All right. Yeah, we're going to throw back a little bit today. I did a little bit of homework. I got to find my book, though. You know, I still got your book. Uh, notepad that you left at VP Nights like five years ago. <laughs> Shit, Damn. Damn. Um, he's like, I'll hit you with a throwback then. <laughs> Yo, it's like just mad sentimental and shit. <laughs> Yo, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's, read about me and my girl at the time. I was five years ago. Might have been fucked yeah. up five years ago. I was cleaning my house. I was finally doing some spring cleaning. Well, not really spring. Can you grab my notebook. Actually, though, fence. It's in that black bag. Oh yeah. Sorry, you were cleaning your house out five years ago. No, no, actually, like, <laughs> like last week. <laughs> okay. And I found shit I haven't seen in seven years. And I'm okay. like, yo, this is my man's book that yeah. I said I would get back to him five years ago. No, not that one. I have another one. This guy's got mad notebooks. I mad lose them. What do you mean? Mad thoughts. <laughs> there we go. Thoughtful ass motherfucker. Yeah, I'm kind of thoughtful, <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, I would love to get that notebook just yeah, you to know, see what's in it. Have you read it? Have you read no, it? No, I'm, I'm not that kind not of guy. Not that guy. No? No, I feel like that's a private. Writing in a notebook is private, you know. Do you Tell keep a notebook? What's that? Do you keep a notebook? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I wish I did. Do you do you write your rhymes down? Depends on where I'm at mm. or my mood. You build everything um, like yourself, like mainly, right? Yeah, like, I see you all the time, right? So everything's yeah. like one one man band kind it's of thing. It's a one man band. Yeah. You know? So that probably helps in like not really having to write it. Yes and no. Yeah. So. Cause you're creating it, like you, like yeah. Actually, on this, yeah, you know, when making the beats, I'm already like. I was always like jealous of Rupp when I would watch Rupp do that, cause that's what he would do. So when we do like collaborative projects, he would already be like, by the time the beat's done and we're starting to write, he's like halfway done, and I'm like, you motherfucker, crazy, yeah. But whatever. Yeah, Steve's kind of the same way. Yeah, I know he's a fucking asshole too with that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But yo, man, rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle, man. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's what I wanted to talk about, cause I mean. Guy's pretty influential. That one hit me hard, and that's what made me miss radio today because that was always a big thing when you get to go on radio. And I could have played Nipsey Hustle all day long. All day. Oh, yeah. I would have He just too. put out a classic, and I'm not saying that because he's no. dead. Like, it was nominated for a Grammy. Grammy nominated. And I thought it was, like, I, whatever. I knew, like, when you're in the category with those other types, like those poppy types, like, obviously I know, like. Who ended know. up winning? Oh Kendrick? shit, Kendrick? No. no. Yo, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Someone, someone, Google that real quick. Yeah, but I, the fact that Nipsey Hussle was nominated and that was like his technically his studio yeah, debut. First, yeah, that's right. Nuts. You've, yeah, well, you've I read that today. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, because oh, what he was supposed mean? to put out a studio debut in like 2010, but label issues, he and he label, always held man. out for that, like owning his masters and doing everything yeah, yeah. himself. And the worst thing about Obviously, he's got kids, so I mean that's the worst thing. But yeah. 
he just bought that building yeah, I know that, that he was murdered in front of. Like, he just bought that. Like, and I'm like, wow. Like Same that's... building he was hustling outside of. Same building that we he just put watched, his store in. We like... just watched Hustle in the House. And one of the top comments on it now is the, the time mark where he's like, damn. Like, that's the building he bought and put right his clothing store in and everything. And that video, when he did the Crenshaw uh, sweaters, that was the first time he made those because he made those for the video. If for and when Hustle the vid- in the House? When the video came the out. first one? Whatever that, whatever that yeah, video yeah, yeah. was with the blue and gold Crenshaw. Yeah. When he did that, that's how he did. He got such a response off of those sweaters and those T-shirts mm. that that's kind of how he like ended up doing. That's how the he whole funded a thing. lot of his business. Yeah. Like that, that was a big portion of the business. That he I did. read a thing that independent, even without shows and clothing, he was making like one hundred twenty-five to one hundred seventy-five thousand a month off of his royalties because he wow. owned all of his own music oh, as an man. independent artist. Damn. Yeah, and he was getting played in the West Coast, right? Like the voice of the West, a lot of love. The voice, he's always been that though. Oh yeah, like Nipsey, like and I. The the shitty thing about it is like, he really came into his own on this, like on Victory Lap. Like his bars were like far super. Like oh yeah, you could see the growth. You could see the growth in him as a person, but also as a rapper, and it just happened to be happening at the same time. So that's what made it so dope. I really like. I'm I, yeah, like. I don't really get like touched or like whatever by like celebrity shit. Yeah. But his entrepreneurial spirit, the fact that he did like that proud to pay campaign mm-hmm. where he was selling like hundred dollar mixtapes, thousand dollar mixtapes, thousand dollar mixtapes. Jay Z came through and brought ten. But a hundred, but a hundred of the hundred dollar, hundred of the hundred, hundred, hundred of the hundreds, and then bought ten of the thousands. Yeah. Like, Jay Z doing that shit too, like low key. Be putting people on, like paid Lil Wayne's legal fees and all these like sneaky little things. When you got that much money and you can see the real, like when you have insider knowledge and these people, you know, like, yo, man, this guy's a good dude. I should help him. Like with Meek. Yeah. Even Meek saying that Jay was paying people at Meek says he's so rich, da 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 da. But he's like, he was even saying, I couldn't, I couldn't afford these people. I couldn't not afford those, that. Not the people that the team that he put together for him. Exactly. He didn't have the connections either. You know no, what I'm saying? Man. That one's whack too. He got like murdered in his own hood. Yeah, on a yeah. Sunday. That's um you think that's some conspiracy shit or is it I was um, reading into that hmm. and the thing is I and it sounds bad. I would rather it be that. Like yeah. I would rather it be a conspiracy about like the Dr. Sebi documentary and all that. Yeah. Rather than facing the realization that some hater just Good came. Job. Because, like, you know, Nipsey was, like, he slapped, like, he's a G, like, he slapped that dude. <laughs> At that Grammys. I just, I just hate, yeah, it was the That's BET real. Awards where he slapped that dude. But it's yeah. like, he put so many people on, like, in those documentaries, like, there was so many older folk, and the dude was like, man, I used to buy, like, drugs off these dudes, and then when they switched legit, they gave me a job. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, I hope, I don't hope, I would rather it be the conspiracy theory that happened rather than knowing that it was just some hater that felt like he they're, was slated. They're saying it's someone someone he knew. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's fucking terrible. I feel yeah. like it probably might probably have was, to be yeah. because how you running up, like, yo, man, it's no secret. He's a rolling 60 crib and rolling 60s, like, that's the center of their territory. Their territory. So, I mean. Had to be someone. Yeah. Had to be someone that, you know, if you, you got to think. Get if a little you're, bit close. If you're Nipsey's people, I don't care if it's a Sunday, you're still checking your surroundings growing up in South L.A. Yeah. It don't mm-hmm. matter. People get God all day. It's just really sad, though. Yeah, hella sad. And so, he was around with the kids. Like, he was taking pictures with the kids. There was a thing Three minutes online. before his yeah. fucking death, he took that picture with that little girl. And if you see yeah. the video where they have him laying on the ground, there's, there's like a woman's voice saying, where's the kids? Where's the kids? Where's the yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, man. That's hard. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because it really bummed me out today. 
and yesterday. Yeah. We lost a uh, like very important person in hip hop, like yeah. very important. Especially for independent artists, uh, underrated, you know, like underrated a lot of people. Mm-hmm. May you see all the posts now, but that's how it always goes. But yeah, yeah. The thing was though, I I really like the thing about that too though is that a lot of them, but like seeing LeBron and Rihanna and all that because they had always been kind of supporters of Nipsey, especially like LeBron and oh, and, yeah. and all the basketball. Like he was sitting courtside. Yeah, at, yeah. at Laker and Warrior games, you know what I mean. He's an independent Sometimes. artist, not signed to a label. So it's like yeah. you got to respect like that. I just man, it's just like sad. It's just a bummer. Yeah, that one hurt. That yeah. one hurt. So rest in peace, and Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. All right, all right. Can we get happy now? Yeah, let's get cool. him. Shit. Malcolm, I'm Yo, not here to cheer shit up, man. I'm I'm sad as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's on you, man. Down over here. Damn, picked the wrong guy. Uh, so born in Toronto, grew up in Winnipeg. Yeah, you know, I just brief moment there and grew up mostly in Winnipeg. Lived in the States a little bit, but yeah. Mostly Where did you live in the States? States? I lived in San Diego for like two, three years. Oh, Damn. A kid. Yeah. That's nice weather. When you were a kid? Yeah, grade four, four and five, yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. And then after that, you make your way to Winnipeg, and that's where you spend, I guess. Uh, no, actually, I grew up, mo- like, I had elementary in Winnipeg. My dad got a job out there, and then I uh, came back with my mom. In the 2000s, yeah, back to Winnipeg. Gotcha. We're going back to Winnipeg. Back to Winnipeg. Winnipeg. <laughs> I know, like classic <laughs> Simpsons, man. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, growing up, you had some siblings, right? I have one younger brother. One younger. How, how many years between you guys? Uh, two. Two years. Okay. Uh, so coming up, a lot of music in the household, would you say? Yeah. Um, I'm half Filipino, so like every auntie and uncle sings and all that they're all singers back in the philippines i guess and <laughs> um my mom was a huge she played everything she plays drums guitar she sings she plays keyboard oh shit my cousin taught me keyboard growing up and all that so uh, my mom's side yeah and then uh my dad was a rapper too so i collect i got what's his rap name I don't know. I don't know what his rap. I didn't. Damn! Uh, how do you not know your dad's <laughs> rap name? I could tell you the sob story that I didn't really know my dad, but oh, um, damn. but not a little bit. But you know, um, yeah. But he influenced me when he was around to teach yeah. me rapping, and I inherited his rap collection and all that of records. So that's where I got started with sampling and all that. So. So what kind of stuff did you uh, inherit at that time? Man, that's actually. Everything he, I guess he was a teenager like in the 80s, right? So he would mm-hmm. collect soul records from the 70s. So I got like Aretha Franklin all the way to Gangstar Damn. and all that. That's a big, that's a pretty yeah. good come up. <laughs> that's a pretty good come up. But uh, so coming up, you had a lot of music in the household from your mom's side of the family. Uh, and then you inherit all these records. How old are you when you inherit all the records? Ooh. Uh, probably like 14, 15. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's formative music <laughs> very, time, I would say. Very much so. Yeah, yeah formative yeah. music time. So what, at what point do you start recording music for yourself? Because you and Happy, unfortunately, get started pretty early, I would say. But how old are you when you start finding music and creating it for yourself? Oh, um, I think around that time, like 13, 14, 15... Uh, I was on SoundClick. I don't know. I think you know what SoundClick is, right? Yeah. You can yeah. still uh, find Charlie Fetter's SoundClick page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still some bangers there. on there. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was remember being in high school. I bought like a cheap Staples ten dollar microphone and was just freestyling every day. So I have like 160 songs in SoundClick that you'll never find. <laughs> I'm um, gonna go look for them. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first rap name? Uh, the Urban Soul Star. 
Wow. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yo, that's yes. I was Urban like, that's what your first rap name should <laughs> yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. first rap name should be something like completely like, off the fucking wall. Like, you I'll, came up on Gangstar. <laughs> and, you you know, know, I was listening a lot to like, I was really into like uh, music Soul Child at the time. Oh, yeah. And it was the. That era. Yeah, you were definitely <laughs> rapping about moons and stars. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for, for real, real. For real. So yeah, that's that's 15 year old me. Yeah. So you, you you when do you, like are you when you start uh, creating for yourself? Is it is it MCing first? Is it production first? Or is it kind of all together? All together. Um, a lot of times it depends on my mood. Like sometimes I'll just be creating a beat, and that will evoke a certain feeling for me and what I want to talk about. Other times I'm just jotting random notes on my phone, and then I'm like, "Okay, I need to make a beat of this style to fit this idea," kind of thing. So, or so you just, got both sides of it. Yeah, like so. If I have writer's block, I just make beats. If I have producer block, I'll just write lyrics. That's write lyrics. awesome. Yeah, so. yeah, that's dope. That's so you're sick. always creating at that point, or there's sometimes you're just like, none of this shit is working. Just times, you know, <laughs> when both of them were like, "Man, fuck y'all both." <laughs> that's when you need to take a vacation or just like chill when you start hating making music. I get. I get it sometimes, but yeah. I think it's okay to do that though, because like, you know, if if you, I feel like you can get caught if you just like keep working through it. Sometimes you don't make anything really productive. It's almost better just to like yeah. live live a little bit. Like we talked live about that, right? You got to yeah. live a little bit before you can record something that's really worthwhile listening. Yeah. Especially so. if you want to talk about something that's relevant to who you are, and if you're just kind of content with everything right now. I mean. You got to go through some shit to write some shit, I guess. So, whether it's good or bad. So, so those real. early days, what are you making beats on? Uh, in like when you're 14, 15, Ooh, what do you find? Please tell, me, get was, a little please tell me it was Cool Edit, bro. Actually, yeah. Cool Edit 1. Adobe yeah. Edition 1.5. Uh, but but cool that edit was when before. Cool Edit was the was it the white screen or the, the black screen? It was black. Yeah. That was like yeah. the second Cool Edit. Yeah, was cool they, like, 2.0, up. and then Adobe bought it, right? Then yeah, and then they turned it into a... Yeah. When I work on Adobe when I was in, like, college, it was like, I was like, this is fucking cool at it. It's just yeah. it's Adobe. <laughs> Adobe Audition or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. called Audition, though. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, but I, that's when I just first... Actually, uh, Happy and Forge, like, Envoy was making all the beats at first, and I was just rapping. But um, there was this program called EJ. It's essentially, like, Splice today, but you get all these royalty-free samples, and you just, like, loop shit over and over again so everyone makes the same beat whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know but uh, that's what I first started getting into making beats and then um, shit um, I tried FL Studio when it first came out it's nowhere near what it is today yeah so when everyone tells me FL Studio I'm like we talk about free loops like that basic program yeah because well, the, the first couple yeah. versions of it weren't what yeah. it is it was not that popping yeah that's the rebrand you got caught with the rebrand yeah how yeah. did you and Envoy like meet uh, and then create family friends. So like, uh, my mom was a nurse, so she worked at the hospital and then his mom and dad worked at the hospital too. So, um, I've known Envoy since he was like nine years old. Damn. Like a kid. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. And he's a little bit younger than you, right? Yeah. He's, uh, 93, 99. So, okay. Yeah. 93, 94. Okay. But that's like me and three P pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm older than all y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so you, you guys link up. You just find out over time that you're like, oh, you're making beats too, type shit. Yeah, he was. Um, man, Daniel was making beats since he was like 12 years old. I was showing him how to rap at that age. So I was like in high school. He was still in junior high. They were making stuff, and uh, 
we didn't become the happy and fortunate until 07. So, so I was like 17. He was 14. And um, yeah, that's when we actually became a group. So, But he was always doing his beats at, on the side. And I was rapping on the side. And we just came together that year. And then what's the what's the first project that you guys put out? I'm trying to, f I was trying to sort through the timeline <laughs> today, and oh. I remember "Be Yourself" to "Free Yourself," but that was like '09. Was, was there something 09. before there that? There was. There's some. There's stuff. something before. I'm that, sure right? there's mad things. Before oh yeah, I'm sure that. there's yeah. mad things yeah. before that. So there was a project called uh, "Stand Up or Fall Down" right before "Be Yourself" to "Free Yourself." I think that was '08, okay. and then we have like a SoundClick exclusive mixtape. <laughs> from like 07. Yo, let's let's load a project on SoundClick. Oh yeah, we should SoundClick exclusive in 2019. Yeah, so um, we might shit. revitalize the site. Damn, yeah, that was not? like that was a long ass time ago. Yeah, that was yeah. like 10 years ago. Even more, yeah, even more, yeah, 12, yeah. So, and then be yourself to free yourself. Yeah, that was the first uh, attempt at like recording like I think like 12 or 14 tracks, something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I remember I saw you guys with Shay at like Dirty Laundry or something. <laughs> no, no, man. It was um, our very. But it was called something else. Yeah. Our very first show was at a Room 720. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Uncorded. That's what it was. Yeah, it's, the same, was it's the same building. That yeah. was, yeah, same. Dirty Laundry, same It was thing. Dirty Laundry before that. Then it was that. Room 720 and then for a very short period of time. And then it was uh, Spin. Yeah, Spin yeah. right And now that. it is a hookah bar. Shit. Damn. Siraj. That place just keeps. Flipping around, but yeah. um, yeah, I remember that was a, Shay put us on. It was his twenty fifth birthday, so that's and he just come back to town or something. I feel like yeah, it was around that time. He was just like he just moved to Corden, I think he was yeah. in the studio there. That was the first local show I'd ever been to, really. And it was like you guys, yeah, it was you guys, and and da Daniel was definitely not eighteen. He was fourteen. He was fifty. <laughs> we were sneaking yeah. him in with like <laughs> yo, man, bad, just yo. bringing the turntables when we set up for sound check and don't leave. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing though. You just sit in the corner. You don't leave. Yeah, yeah. that's the he move. He was mad young. It was it was you, Shay, and Moonshine. I feel like was also that there. was our second show actually. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, he brought us on. Yeah, I remember being so mad about that show because we didn't really practice enough. Okay. New songs. You opened got... up for Moonshine Crew. No, Moonshine. No, uh, you know Moonshine the rapper? Oh, oh yeah. Producer? Moonshine crew, that's that's a, too young for that, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> I would have been in grade six. Maybe. I digress. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was like our second show. Okay. Yeah. That's the Ever. one. That's the Ever, one that I was yeah. at, I think. But. Was the one with Moonshine that was there as well. And then you end up having Moonshine on one of your records. Is it because of that? Uh, uh, yeah. That actually, I think. I think we record, yeah. Daniel knew Moonshine through like MySpace, and his sister lived in Winnipeg. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's he had some kind of weird connection to the yeah. city. That, yeah. Was Daniel always pretty like, uh, about it on the internet, like making connections? Because you guys always had weird internet connections, I would say, throughout the years. Yeah, like, when Tumblr was big, like we yeah. had weird fucking they didn't Tumblr connections. Did Envoy produce a record for like Anderson Pack before he was Anderson Pack? Yeah, like, yeah. uh, yeah, even, um, Dumbfounded. And stuff like yeah, okay, okay, that's crazy. He's dope. We yeah. versus Thesaurus is still one of the most one entertaining the KOTD yeah. uh, grind time battles. Sorry, yeah, he, even uh, <laughs> we were like chatting with like Esta from Selection before he was big and stuff. Like, <laughs> Tumblr was cool for that, so and what, yeah, you're talking about like 2010, 2011, yeah. yeah. Wild connections. I just remember Tumble for porn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what's funny? 
That's uh, a glimpse into the dark mind of me. <laughs> Tumblr kind of like, died when they stopped doing oh, yeah. porn. Yeah, they yeah. have a You could come for the music, like, uh, you stay for the titties. Yeah, for real. No, that's real. You know, man, but <laughs> scrolling through that, like, there'd be some weird stuff I've seen scrolling through Tumblr. Like, I've seen, like, chopped up bodies. I'm like, I didn't need to see that. No, but how did I get my chill music selection? <laughs> 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 what what selection it's like, it's like lo-fi hip hop beat playlist dead bodies yeah. all right no filters you know so. that's why they like had to, that was like one of the last frontiers of that kind of like uh content that kind of but in that internet. in that like myspace kind of format where it was yeah. that you could make connections it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like liveleak.com or like you know what i mean it was yeah. like an actual social network kind of thing it was yeah. cool so like Come you can't ahead. be throwing up dead bodies and naked, naked women on on Instagram. No, no we could do it on Twitter. <laughs> True, you can. Yeah. That's where it you lives, can. Yeah. That's I haven't where tried, but I mean, I'll take it wherever. <laughs> <for a minute. laughs> Don't worry, where, wherever those things go, I find them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, but back back to the happy unfortunate. You guys, uh, like looking back now and like kind of looking at all as one. It realized that you guys have quite the body of work. Like, we made a lot of music, man. Um, I remember session with Envoy. We were, I don't know if I was just a workaholic or if he was a workaholic too, but I remember times we would like go to my basement, go to 7 Eleven, get like a two liter of orange drink, whatever the fuck they had, mm. and like just record for like 20 hours or something yeah. stupid. Like, it's, um, I remember listening to the same loop on an MPC for like five hours straight just to write a song, you know, like, just um, looped up. Yeah, like, it's, um, and it would sound different every time for some reason. Did you guys, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, that's get good. better. That's be good better. though. When you're young, you don't realize ear fatigue. Like, no, I, that's I, real. Like, that when is me and real. Steve were doing Steven Tyler, if I was stuck on, like, you know, the whole thing is written, but like the last four bars, and it's just been like, kind of like, you know, it's yeah. like honestly, turn it off. Like I need to have like twenty <laughs> minutes of something Silence. else because yeah. my ears can't handle it no more. Put on Jeopardy, <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> we go down to Jeopardy. Jeopardy Hall. Oh, Damn. Jeopardy! Okay. Yo, Jeopardy being on Netflix is a fucking problem. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. it like the full season, bro? The Tournament of Champions. Damn. Yeah. Like we, you're we talking do that with here. the creme de la creme of Jeopardy players. Yo, uh, the like other... one dude made a quarter million in like four <laughs> days. On I was like, what? Yeah. And the questions are so crazy. And you get smarter. Oh, yeah. I feel like you watching Jeopardy shit. and playing Tetris, I mean, you could do worse you could do it, yeah. things. You could be doing worse things with your time. You could be finding... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you could be on Tumblr in 2010. No, I, but, I don't know, Netflix breaks my heart sometimes. Like, they took down X-Files, like, mm-hmm. the full... I was on season four, and I was like, what? Don't worry, yeah. I got you. I yeah, have them on VHS, and I have them on DVD, <laughs> Oh, and I have them on my hard drive. I picked, oh, wow. shit. I picked up That's the X-Files real. movie on VHS. Garbage. I know. Such a travesty. <laughs> I had to buy it. I used to, like, so, I know we're off on a fucking tangent here, but when me and my mom lived in an apartment on Osborne, uh, right across from the 7-Eleven, like, in South Osborne, uh, it's called the Guy Louis, or the Gay Louis, or some shit like that. We lived in the basement suite, and I remember my mom, she was a single mom, she was working, and she used to let, ugh, I feel bad, I love you mom, I used to like <laughs> guilt her to let me stay up to watch the X-Files like every day that it was on, and I mean like, I was like on it, so when I found out that it was on Netflix, it was like, I'm Over, gone for yeah. three days. Yeah, oh yeah, my pops was into it too, it always It was filmed it. in Vancouver, that the outer, it was outer so, limits too. dude man, David Duchovny was on Red Shoe you know, Diaries yeah. too and shit. <laughs> 
come on now. Some, like, what were you Bravo doing that late at Channel 27? <laughs> you were looking for that Tumblr stuff early, my guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I remember staying up trying to watch Red Wild Shoe On. Diary. Stuff. Oh, Red shit. shit. Wild, Wild on. Holy fuck. Who was the dude yeah. that was on that show? Oh, the man. bald dude, Art? I don't know. Oh, he was the most. I was like, I, oh, anybody only remembers Brooke Burke. Bro. I know, but he, his <laughs> segments were always so cringeworthy. I was like, oh my oh, god. Oh, what else was god. late night? Um, Latin Lover was oh, like a late night. Yeah, yeah. So I know all those shows, bro. Yeah, 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 bro, yeah. I was I, when I was locked up, man. It got real quiet when Latin Lovers <laughs> came on and fucking Red Shoe Diaries and shit. You know what I mean? HBO late night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? showcase late at night, man. Show, yeah. Ch- Channel forty nine. I got you. They don't make TV like. You no, can't. No. You could not get away with that now. That's Showcase funny. was dope though because they used to show all the IFC horror movies. Yeah, like oh, Showcase yeah. had like a lot of like independent, yeah, uh, independently fed content, mm-hmm. and that's why it was mm-hmm. like that, right? Because like yeah. that would you could get the primetime shit that was dope independently, but at nighttime, I mean, anybody's you know. call. Yep, there you go. Oh, was... so the happy unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> little little uh, little side trip there, but. Um, yeah. Going back to the Happy Unfortunate, you guys worked together for a really long time. Put out like what five, six projects throughout that time. Yeah, man. I think it's. I saw all the physical copies. I think it's like five or six. You still have Damn. physical copies from everyone. Yeah, I still have like the burnt CDs from my mom's basement with the label you print out from Staples, just yeah. sticking on and all that. So. And what what are you doing with those releases? Like, where are they going? Like, what format? At that time. Um, yeah. They just chill on Bandcamp, gather dust, whatever. Old school fans like, yo, you're from the Happy Unfortunate. Like, yeah, you're still around. <laughs> so. Do you, you hand handing them when you like? Where guys were printing them like that? Are you out there hustling them? Oh, like- yeah, man. I used to stand outside uh, the McDonald's on Notre Dame, like giving them to people. So when I was seventeen, that's a 18, grind. 18, yeah, that's a grind. It's better than being in the mall. Yeah, the mall's a hot. Yeah, at least at McDonald's, you know, people are just there for people are there buying weed, getting cheeseburgers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the right demo. It's the right demo. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah no, uh, I think on "Be Yourself to Free Yourself," we had this song called "Good Food," and I was rapping about like junior chickens or something. Mm. And uh, we went into McDonald's. That same McDonald's, like, "Yo, here's our CD. Uh, we're making a music video. Can we get like some free like?" Chicken boxes, like you know, make chicken boxes, whatever. And we just need the boxes. We just need the boxes, and the guy hooked us up. So, Yo, can you put the make chickens in the box? Yeah, no, no, I was, no, I was thinking were, that no. question. I was like, how cool is this manager? Yeah, did he slide you one at least? No, no, uh, no, but whatever. He gave you the yeah, boxes. He gave the boxes. So that's, that's real. Still, that's real. We didn't make the video, but we got boxes. <laughs> Where are the boxes now? I don't know, man. Probably the landfill. <laughs> it's, it's with the CDs in his basement. With my notebook. All right. Um, I got a top five list out of you, actually. Because I was listening to some of this uh, Happy Unfortunate the other day, and I came across a La Ronda. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys know yeah. the song La Ronda, but it's about coffee. And yeah. so do you have top five cu- cups of coffee you've had in the city? Are we talking coffee? Yeah, coffee. Talking coffee. coffee talk. I'm the coffee barista talk. with the bars yeah, over here, guys. Okay. Do they have to be from a establishment? No. No. No, you're just top like five top cups five of of cups of coffee. The one I'm really on right now is when I go to um, Lucky Supermarket and I pick up that Asian mix Copico, which has like the blend of just like premix instant coffee. Okay. That's my homebrew that I'm feeling. But for real, um, 
It's good. It's good. Uh, I like going to Fourth. Yeah. Uh, they got pretty good coffee. I'm just gonna name all the hipster coffee places. Uh, Tom Bargain, Little Sisters is pretty good. Um, was that four? I that's four. Three. That's four. That's three. three. That's three. Oh, Clem's keeping count. Yeah. Um, Tom Bargain. Oh, yeah. That's only three. I really like the basic coffee they have at my work at New Flyer that I drink every day. Uh, oh, reliable. Oh, you oh, know reliable. what? It's, uh, <laughs> oh, I drink reliable. it. But that's a that's a fair thing when you're talking about a cup yeah. of coffee because, like, yeah, you can go get like a dope ass espresso somewhere, but like every day, what are you drinking? I drink yeah. that every day. It's, uh, you know, the basic bulk brand of some sort of coffee that you just add enough coffee whitener to that. It's bearable. How do you mm. take your coffee? You know, it depends on the place. If it's like a gourmet coffee place, I'll take it black. But if it's like Tim's, it's double double. <laughs> you gotta hide it. With milk or cream? <laughs> cream. You know, um, my stomach just can't take the the full milk. You know, cream but it can is take way the cream. worse. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I'm lactose intolerant. Cream is a no go, my yeah, guy. Yeah, like it's I go with certain... like skim milk. <laughs> I don't know, man. The milk hits me for some reason. All right, yeah. there we go. A cups of coffee now. You gotta come you, to three 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 Gary real quick, man. Real quick. <laughs> I haven't quick had plug, their coffee yet. Yeah, I'll come come through, yeah, man. Make okay. you a minute. Come visit Fetch. I got you. Okay. Three two three Gary. All right. So after the happy unfortunate, or during the same time around twenty twelve, you put out your solo album, uh, Wiser Than Last. That's <laughs> the first one, right? Yeah, that was a beat tape. That was yeah. all beats. That's all beats. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I put that out. Just for, I actually I made that in a weekend. Okay. Yeah. I think Daniel and I had this challenge of uh, we should just put out solo beat tapes. I'm like, okay, I got some beats. I'll try to cook something up. You guys put out a lot that year because it was uh, Away With Words, July Never Dies, which is like a short project still. but Yeah, it's like 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's long by today's standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah, fair. that's real. And then um, you put out The Wise and the Last, which was a beat tape. So that was just yeah. you and him just battling it out like... Yo, yeah, let's go, let's a, go. We did Away With Words, um, literally made, mixed, and everything in a weekend. Nice. Um, and then we were just sampling um, this girl we knew on Tumblr, her spoken word. We're like, okay, we'll just throw some spoken word and some beats we make this weekend. So. Wow. Did you tell her? You just yeah, after jacked? the fact. She's like, whoa. <laughs> but she liked it, so. That's dope. And then, so you, you kind of take a break right after that, right? For a few years? Uh, yeah, you know what, 2013, we started adding people to the band. That's right, uh, right? that's right. Earl uh, was in it. Earl, uh, and uh, my brother started joining the band, so. And George? George, yeah. He was in there. He was our DJ, yeah. Yeah. And then after, so we started performing in 2013. This when we were doing like those VP night shows with Room 220 and all that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we did that weird Chinese spot upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> on Pemina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Yo, yeah. we had uh, one of the first like battles that me and John C did was in that spot. That weird like <laughs> right next to that owner was chill as hell, man. Dude, uh, was... rest in peace, uh, Kenny G. Like that's he battled my homie John. <laughs> they were just both there, and I was like, oh, you want to battle this guy? <laughs> and that, that dude was feeding us mad shots. Yeah. He was just mad happy that there was like fifty people up there drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was, he was chill. He was chill. Yeah. So I like that spot. That was cool. For like, I miss uh, spots like that. Yeah. Like I wish there was more like sixty people, uh, sixty person rooms, mm, seventy yeah. person With rooms. With a stage. Yeah. Yeah. And a sound system. Yeah. yeah. Built in that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like for for what you were doing there, it was like perfect. Yeah, so that was uh, that's what we did for a while, and then we put out 
our one last record in 2014. Cosmos. So, Cosmos, yeah. Yeah, that's the one with LaRonda, yeah? That's the one with LaRonda. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I miss that song. That was... Yeah. Uh, and then you take a couple years break and you put out Misconnections in 2016? 2016, yeah. So um, I kinda, we had a you know, falling out a little bit, so I took a year off of making music. And I was like, yeah, I was going to do it myself. Okay. You know, um, in 2016, yeah. Did it take a little time for you to get around to doing it for yourself? Or like, you know, you guys falling yeah. out and you guys had a group, like it was four or five individuals, right? Like, yeah. Um, like George moved away. I still work with my brother. Earl and I had a pretty big falling out. And then Daniel's another story. But okay. um, yeah, I still have lots of love for Daniel. So of course. We, still we all do. Yeah. So we all do. So, um, but yeah, it, um, yeah, I just went solo. I kind of wanted to prove to myself that I could produce everything myself and record right. everything and still be viable with music and just talk about whatever I want to talk about. Because when you're with like four different people, you have conflicting ideas. I can't. It's a democracy. Yeah. Being in a group is, um, it's a lot of compromise. And yeah. as like successful yeah. as it can be, it's like really, really trying and like uh, exhausting when you're trying to really do what you want to do, but have to. Um, compromise that vision be- to make everybody happy yeah. because the group is the group. You know what I mean? So there's like that weird, you know, double-sided edge of it. Yeah. When it was just Daniel and myself, um, we had a similar like history with our lives so we could talk about things. Uh, but when we added starting more people to it, it just got diluted a little bit. So uh, the chemistry just kind of fell apart. So. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it comes back to the solo stuff and then the solo stuff you get a bit, I would say more personal than some of the other records, right? You're also a lot yeah. older at that point, too. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I think when I went solo, I'm just like, I'm just going to say whatever I feel like and yeah. whatever's real to me. So I can just, whenever I look back at a record, it's kind of like who I was in 2016 or 2017. Or Snapshot. Just snapshots, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just, if I can make something that someone else relates to, that's cool. If they don't like it, that's cool, too. It's just, um, yeah. Do you have a lot of carryover fans from uh, the Happy and Fortunate Days? Some. Like, it was funny. Is one dude hit me up on Instagram. It's like, yo, I've been following you since Tumblr 2011. It's cool that we're at. like, so some people, yeah. They but follow along the whole it's time. It's cool to see that, though, man, because, like, I've I can remember all of the happy unfortunate like it was we were two different sides of the the local scene yeah but it was like those were the 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 other show you know what I mean like there was always kind of like two it was like you were going to see Heatbag CTL you know Winnipeg's most young kid or you were there was there was always that like yeah, um, almost like uh, backpacker yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was like, that was yeah. a backpack yeah. rap as hell yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I was always like into like battling and lyricism so I always like kind of you know what I mean. I would always like keep an eye on what was going on. Like, mm. but I'm not as good as y'all on the internet. But <laughs> it was kind of yeah, internet scene. Like y'all, y'all were pretty, pretty heavy. I would say on the internet promotion side We've of things. We've always been like, internet you're feeds. really good at social media. Like it's, you're uh, really, really good at your Instagram account with the content, and yeah, like you know, like you're one of the accounts that I'm like, fuck, man. I'm always <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna put some more work over here. We were talking about spreadsheets earlier. I'm a big numbers guy, like my other half of me. You're so. reading analytics. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh I know the people I should be talking to that are my fans and all that. And but that's just the other half of the music game. So Yeah. Yeah. And you've been handling that yourself as well, right? Yeah, I got uh yeah. I mean 
Pauline helps me too with um, a lot of the more paperwork type stuff mm. and all the stuff I'm not good at. But fair enough. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, in terms of creating, like you, you go from the, the misconnections in case I don't see you, right? Those are both in 2016. Then yeah. enemy within 2017. Yeah. And then take a little bit of a break for for the most part. Yeah. Uh, performing. We get to go out to Europe together last year. Yeah. That would have been 2018. 2018 so is yeah. that what you you spent pretty much the time doing shows? I would say because you're pretty busy in 2018. It's not like you went away. You just didn't make new music. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, you didn't put anything out in 2018. I'm like, yeah, I was just. Feel like I'm working the music that I've put out over the last fucking two yeah, years. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of work to make music. I'm sure you guys all yeah. know that. Like it's, I think I needed a refresh. This whole project was um the latest one. It's just uh 2018. A lot of I focused on my career a lot, but I also kind of missed out on some stuff in my personal life that I'm not too happy about. So mm-hmm. it was kind of just a reflection of like getting lost and doing me, but not being happy about it. Okay. So, yeah. And then would you say that's reflected a bit in this new record? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So. Good, bad? No, it's good. I mean, it's... Uh, Cathartic? Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> very therapeutic. I made this one just for myself because I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really... Yeah. Who did the art on this new one? Uh, the same guy that did the last one. He's, uh, his name's Ham the Illustrator. He's from London. I met him on Instagram. So No no shit. Still, still out here hustling and meeting people. <laughs> On the internet. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Steve's really struggling with Tetris in the other room. <laughs> like perfectly done. Yeah. Uh, all right. What uh, do you think like the biggest challenge um, for you being like the one man band? Like where is, is it? How do you find the balance between creating and then promoting? And be, be, for me, I'm like... I'm good at social media in the fact that I can uh, express who I am, which people like. Like I've, I've I've figured that out now. Yeah, is that like a lot of my fans are fans because of like who, who I am, you not are. just the music, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Analytics, timing, all that stuff. But what do you find is like, how do you find the balance of creating? Is it taking that time off, or like you know, like you got to create mean, uh, it, promote I, it? I feel like I have to be in two different mindsets when I'm uh, doing the promoting side versus making music. I think a lot of times people put the business into the music and it shows, which is cool. What do you mean by that? Maybe um, we'll expand on that a little bit. Yeah, because that's my question right there, what you just said. How do you separate the two? Uh, When I'm making, when I'm creative, I'm really quiet on social media. Like I I might post, if I'm performing, I'll post like the promo, like that stuff. Or if I'm in the studio a little bit, I might show snippets of what I'm working on. Mm But um, I'm pretty low key when I, I'm not really thinking about like my next move. I'm just I'm just creating, and uh, and then I'll think about okay after what am I going to do to. So you turn on, turn off, turn on, turn off. Yeah, because if I'm on, I'm going to be like, well, people like this. Um, is this going to be hot? Is this my single? You know, I'm not. Should I put out singles instead of a full uh, EP? Even people told me, well, that's a lot of music to put out once. Like, it's four songs. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. We're we're, we're talking about a short record at 10 before, right? You were talking about, you're like, yo, man, like 14 songs was unheard of. And I was like, I was looking at Bubs' record the other day, and all our first records were like 19 songs. ADHD, I think, is 21. We had skits on it, but it was 21 things. Like, I was like, at the time, it was like, we were like, 14 ain't enough. <laughs> like, yeah, we need to we do gotta, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how how do you decide when you're when you're done? 
like four tracks. You're like, I'm good. Um, I said all I have to say. Or this yeah, is it was what really I'm a bunch. I made a bunch of songs in 2018 that I didn't really finish, mm. and these were just the ones that I felt I wanted to put out. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that you create a lot where you've made the beat and you don't finish writing the song? Yeah. Um, I was going through a phase where I was making beats every day. Okay. Like, um, five beats, five beats a day for three songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like I do. Um, um, like I'll I'll make beats just because I do like a drop-in center once a week. So I'll make beats for the kids just so it's always I'm always on it. So. Talk about that a little bit. The drop-in center. Yeah, so uh, since September, uh, I've been working at Nadinaway, which is on Selkirk, and I mm-hmm. go there once a week, and uh, I don't know, we just freestyle, I'll play beats for the kids, some kids want to record some stuff, so it's very like simple, but just something to three hours a week kind of thing. So Does that help you creatively, or is it just more about giving back? Or um, I just love teaching, like I, yeah. I did a few workshops at uh, Studio 393 um, and all that, and um I even did workshops when we were out in the Netherlands. I did two workshops out there. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I don't know. I just part of me wanted to be a teacher when I was going to school. I never did it. So it's cool. It's cool yeah. to be. Um, it's cool to see how like the little bit that you can bring to that situation when you're working yeah. on kind of like not the best of ev- anything, but yeah. like being able. To, like, when I worked at three nine three in the gallery and all that, it was like it was really cool to be because it kind of sets you back to that point where you were that guy. Where you yeah. were getting the, you were working on Cool Edit Pro because you downloaded it for free. You went and got like a twenty dollar mic. It was like, you know, and you're we're working better than that now. Yeah. But I like that's kind of the reason that I always thought it was very, very uh, rewarding in that sense. I was like, yo, this is dope. It's we're kind of taking it yeah. back. It's refreshing to step back and to be like, this made a kid today just because I helped him write a verse. Yeah. And it may not be the greatest verse ever, but I remember what it felt like to finish the song and it. The smallest things, yeah. It makes me wish that like that was available, like well, when yeah, I yeah. was coming up, because it would have been a cool spot. Maybe pull you out of something that's not so yeah. productive, you know. Even if it's yeah. only for that three hours, like you don't, you're only yeah. there three hours, and it's like even coming to terms when you're doing work like that in the community that like it might not be like the biggest difference, but it is a difference. And for those three hours, it's something else. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, one kid at a time. You know, you don't gotta change the world like, mm. yeah. all at once. So. Ever meet a kid who, who you're like, ooh, this guy has some potential. Yeah. Um, yeah. This kid, um, he was probably like 18, 19. He was just recovering from a meth addiction and all that. Yeah. And uh, But he was a skilled producer. Like, he was picking up an MPC and just, like, making some pretty hot beats. And uh, he actually recently moved to Ontario. So it was like, damn. Damn, right before you yeah. signed him. Right, right. <laughs> I was going to sign that kid. But uh, he was there every week waiting for me. So um, it was cool to see... Um, you know, there's talent in everybody, you know, so. Yeah. So what are you working on these days production-wise? Uh, whatever comes to mind, man. No, like in terms of, uh, I guess, oh. hardware. like, like Oh. Nerdy-wise. Ner- <laughs> nerdy-wise. Um, I use a MPC Touch. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. How do you find that creatively? I love it. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've been an Akai fanboy for a few years. Uh, well, Envoy had the MPC 500 when we first started working i got a 500 like in 2013 2012 i know steve had the 500 yep starting out still kicking around somewhere i still have it if it wasn't for the terrible workflow of chopping and putting on a cf card yeah um i'd still use it um then i went to the 2000 xl for a little bit that was just it was cool but like just too much work to use a floppy disk 
Like, <laughs> 2013. <laughs> what, am I doing? what am I doing with it? If you're using a, a floppy disk in 2000... Oh, wait, I had kids the, I don't had even the know update. what a floppy disk is. I had like, what am I doing in my life? When we Sorry. have cut down on this thing, he's going to be like, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> you got to get the zip drive up. I had the zip drive up to me. I remember yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So I got 100 megabytes, I think. What's the 2500, the zip? Uh, no, it's not CF. floppies anymore. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's compact flash. Yeah, yeah. so the 500 was that series. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I did the unthinkable. Envoy shunned me, but I picked up the MPC Studio. He's like, "You're going software controller." Oh, man. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, we made the jump, <laughs> traitor. We made the jump. <laughs> yeah, that's when we started to fall out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no, lines you don't cross. <laughs> <laughs> that's real um yeah so i got i got that i did i actually didn't touch it for like a year because i was like this is weird yeah uh, but then i fully embraced it um actually for the enemy within even misconnections i barely used it okay um so like 2017 i was like okay i want to learn this thing and i'm like whoa technology makes life so much easier i don't have to like steve just got the new like uh an upgrade in the machine and he's like for the first like two weeks, he's like, "Man, this is so much better." Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't explain it to you because you, I don't understand that shit at all. But he's like, "Dude, like every freaking day was like something else you couldn't do on the last one." Yeah, I'm a, I'm a tech guy, so I'm like, I'm always looking for tutorials and how to like push, uh, this software to the next level or whatever you can do with it. So graduate of uh, YouTube University. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been pushing it for a bit, so. uh yeah, so I, uh, half a year ago, I bought the MPC Touch, um, and I just took it to a whole new level, like with the touchscreen and the next upgrade of the MPC software, and uh, I love it. There you go. So, so coming up next for you in 2019, you just put out the new record. It's doing well, I yeah, would say. Um, yeah, I've been getting some good feedback on it. I just dropped it. I didn't do this huge, like, Whoa, 10 days wow. to my drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I was kind of surprised. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting. I like. Uh, I like that he eased. You eased into the year. Like I like yeah. that. Like you know, good time. End of the first quarter. Um, I just. You have a dedicated fan base, though. Like I just. Uh, I just put out to my mailing list, like, "Yo, I'm dropping this soon," and then I gave a preview links to everybody ahead of time, and then, yeah, I don't like to. I'm not a big flex kind of guy. I'm kind of just. There's no Roly on his lock, you know, on his wrist. He ain't no, I mean, it's, it right um, no, it's just, it, he yeah. got one. It's just a plain giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I just, um, I wanted to keep it low key um, and just let the music speak for itself. And uh, I'll just keep pushing it this year to promote it. You know, I don't think I have to, I think I get so caught up with the idea like, oh, you have to get your Spotify pre-saves up and that one single has to be hot and drop. And everyone's doing that, man. Like, I'm just trying to. I'll put something out and I can, even if someone in six months from now hears it, it's the first time they hear it, so it's new to them. Um, so that's I'm what not... the internet is lost, or like that's what I feel like the gatekeepers are lost on, in a sense. Yeah. It's like it always has to be new right now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, when did you put it out? I was like, fuck, does it matter? You never heard it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh... it's new to you, no? <laughs> like, what do you mean, when did it come out? What does it matter? Like, yeah, cause that, that hit me hard, like with uh, Enemy Within. Like, I put out, I spent, Actually, that project, I made it five months. I did something stupid where I was like, I want to put on an album on Nuit Blanche, but I only had like two songs made when I booked Nuit Blanche, and that was like <laughs> five months. Damn, damn. We all been there. 
That's kind of good though. You put a deadline on it, yeah, like a yeah, real so, deadline, yeah, hard deadline. It was a hard deadline, and I, I was, my girlfriend hated me. Like I was constantly <laughs> working. Like, um, but yeah. Um, oh, and you work. Yeah, like, you I'm, work yeah, like I you work, have a nine like to five. A real job. You got a relationship. You got to maintain. Like yeah. there's there's demands on your time, not yeah, just real life. I feel like that's like some that like. On the come up, a lot of people don't acknowledge of like they're like, oh, it's sacrifice, but like, do you know what the fuck is sacrifice? Like, sleep, relationships, happiness. <laughs> like, yeah, to yeah. have that like that short burst of happiness when it's done and you do the show or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a huge investment, not just in dollar wise. It's probably took up like five years of my life, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, costs. <laughs> it costs. Costs a lot. Costs. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, in in terms of uh, the new record, dealing, I would say expanding upon a little bit more of like dealing with uh, biracialism and, and all of that. Do you want to speak a little bit about that and how you've kind of come to terms with it? Yeah. Um, Enemy Within, I was really mad about it. You yeah. Know, I was just, <laughs> that project, I was like no filters. So that was me in 2017. Uh, me in 2019, I'm a bit more moderate and learning how to navigate that kind of space now. Because um, I have like every thing in me like my grandmother's metis and my dad was like half black but he looked like logic like he was really light-skinned and stuff like that my mom's filipino so yeah i just hear like things from different sides of mm. everything and i'm just like i just live sometimes you know um so yeah that project i was pretty angsty and then this next one i didn't touch about race too much on mm. uh the next project because i Honestly, don't think it. I think it's important to stand up for what you believe in. And I'm not going to tell anyone that they're wrong or like if you're mad, be mad. Like, nothing wrong with that. But um, I'm not mad right now. So <laughs> you got it all out. You know, I you mean, it it's out. um, that's that's what you're using it for, though. That's yeah. how you're expressing it. There's like yeah. a lot of people that don't have that lane that can um let those kind of to just work through it, work through it. Yeah, because I think before that I was just unconscious to it, and then when yeah. you get awoken. I guess you know. Um, oh, you woke. woke. Yeah, he got woke. And then uh, the, the awakening was the the SWAT team showing up at your yeah, house. Yeah, man, that, right? that was. Yo, can you tell that story? Yeah, actually? Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, hold, hold, up, hold, up, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I didn't hear that song. SWAT team came to your crib. Not like, not to like, not to like. You're not a street. I'm just like, what? Yeah, this motherfucker's a street rap. Like, what? What are you doing out here? That's when I got mad when I was making my album because um, this was when I was 26. I just got this new job. And uh, and I was just driving my car home from work. Apparently, I drive a nicer car, to fit description. And um, what kind of car do you have? I have an Infinity nice. G3, G35. Flex on them. Yeah. Flex, on them. Flex on them. But it's it's an O3, man. It's just whatever. It's, though. it's a nice it's, car. It's, modest like flex. It. Stop. Yeah, it's a modest it's a nice flex. car. Yeah, yeah. It's the car I wanted when I was fourteen. Well, still, there we go. I still yeah. drive it. They got so. a good engine in them. They're quick. Yeah. So oh, he's um, living dreams. He's living down his dreams. So you got pulled over? No. Um. Someone called in my car, or there was a shooting in on my way. I'm still working on. Uh, there was Fair a, enough. yeah, there was a shooting apparently in the area when I was driving home or whatever, and um, yeah, there was like they blocked off my whole street, or whatever. SWAT team came out and all that. And to uh, your house? To my house. Like there's guys with rifles in my front. And everything and my what? neighbors were just like yo man i didn't know you were a thug i'm like no that's <laughs> not <laughs> how it is <laughs> that actually i was rapping about moons and stars Damn, they was, come in your crib i was lucky my uh girlfriend's friend was over previously so they when she left the house 
they brought into a cop car to ask who I was and shit like that. And then when I came to the door, they were just like straight questioning me. And then my girlfriend came out and uh, I don't know if because she's white, but they so just wait, started wait, are talking you... nicer. <laughs> when so you're at You're at home though. I'm at home. You're just chilling. I'm just like chilling. you weren't whipping around. No. Like I, you were just at home. I was just at home. And okay. they uh, found out where I lived, blocked off my street. Did a background check of me and her friend initially, so that's why they didn't knock down my door, I guess. How do they not that's do the nice. background check before they're pulling guns on people? Exactly. So that's and you just like after the oh sorry, you just drive a nicer car and then they left. That's and I'm just crazy. that's what he said to you. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's some goofball that shit. Was right some, there, so that's when I just I was like, it's that shit not just piss anybody. Man. Then he made bro, an album. Yeah, that <laughs> you know what? Then he made an album after that. You know what's that. fucked up though, man? John C. Man, I remember like I was a hustler, but like later on, like when we were not hustling. And, like, the way we were treated by, like, people in authority, like, when they're, like, have, like, secure, whether it be, like, airport security, mm -hmm. uh, the RCMP, when they'd show up to a show when we were on tour, it was, like, noticeably different yeah, for when they would talk to me and when they would talk to John C. Yeah. And then, especially, and whatever, I was driving with Kid Kane, of all people. I was driving with Kid Kane from uh, Selkirk, Manitoba. We did a show. We were driving on the highway. We got pulled over. I was on parole, federal parole. <laughs> for selling drugs they pulled us both over they searched me like with a quick pat down like pop, 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 and they were done they're like you're good they literally sat there and like searched the man's like um like seams on his clothing wow like looking for something and i remember like driving away and like put i'm like wow like it's not yeah, it's i can see it. white privilege no i do i'm not trying to be corny yeah. but i'm just saying like i've had real world experience because the life i lived yeah, and this was before I was all like tattied and whatever. I was yeah, yeah. skinny, bald. You know what I mean? Like different kind of life. But it's I can understand your like yeah, your I anger. Just, uh, I was just like, because the longest time I'm just like, you know, that doesn't affect me. I'm just living my life, you know. But I could be the president of the United States and still get pulled over, you know. So it doesn't really matter. So, but now I'm kind of like in the middle. I'm not as like. Mad. So I feel like yeah. I cut you off. What happened at the end of the story? Oh, at the end of the story, oh yeah. 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 Um, they just after they talked to my girlfriend and me, and like, oh yeah, we just uh, got the wrong guy, and they just left. And there was like Mac police outside. Yeah, like the whole my whole block was like shut down, off, shut down. So I feel like they should give you money after that. <laughs> you right? Like my bad. Or at least like send you yeah. a letter that you or can like, like hang up, being like, "Yo, my bad." Yeah. Here's like, a gift card. Send like, a letter writing. to the block yeah. that was like, "Yo, we fucked up." For that guy That guy checks out. It fucks. It, it does, yeah. man. When you live there, man. Like yeah. I have good neighbor. I've been blessed to have really good neighbors. When I have parties, I go knock on the door. I'm like, "Hey, I'm having, I'm having a party tonight." Yeah. They might get loud. Call me. Don't call the police. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I if mean. If you're trying to right. come over, if you're you trying know? to come over, come <laughs> no over. Worry, yeah. There will yeah. be booze. You can drink, but uh, it it's weird when you have to come home today every day now. Because regardless, yeah. if they don't know the story, yeah, yeah your talk, neighbors don't yeah. know that. Like, oh, we got the wrong guy. Yeah, so <laughs> they're not gonna go knock on. They're not gonna go knock on all the doors and be like, hey, this guy's good. We just got the wrong guy. Yeah, they're it's, still gonna uh, look it's at really you. Really embarrassing, you know. Um, my one neighbor, he's actually black too, so it was cool. We talked about. It. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's good that you're a calm guy, because if you overreacted, you'd just be another story, dead you know? guy." Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, Whew, that's real. So yeah, that's where that. So that's that where that album came from. That was the enemy within. That was. Yeah. That's that was, that's yeah. was Were you making I... a record at this time, or was that uh, like, no, oh that shit, was, you went to the basement? That's actually what started me to start joining groups like Black Space, Winnipeg, and all that, and just start learning. And then at that same time. Beginning of 2017, I started making those tracks. So yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. So like every project, I'm going through something different. 
that's where I was going through in that, that project. Point. Yeah. What would you say? Where was your head at for this last one? Because you're saying you know you're not quite there. You're not quite as angry. You're kind of in the middle, I would say, for the most uh, part. I was going through. It actually took me a long time to finish this project because on top of performing, I was going through a lot of like self repair. Like I finally decided to go to therapy mm. um, and work through some things. That That's a big on. a big topic. Um, so I would was, say on the record. Yeah. So um, and then realizing why I do certain things that I do, you know, and losing track of things, screwing up my relationship for a little while, uh, making mistakes. Um, and then I lost my grandmother that same, like in October, around the same time I was like, I break out West and in Toronto and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I was in, um, I was in a show in Toronto and then uh, my grandmother was like in her deathbed, so I had to fly to Atlanta the next day and I didn't make it in time. And um, yeah, so that's what I was kind of going through on that record. Um, uh, talking, like it's, yeah, event session for the most part. Yeah, yeah. a little bit heavier, a little more personal, I Very guess, per in yeah, a sense. Most personal, yeah. One I would say, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the what's the plans now? Looking forward. I mean, obviously, you got Focus Wells booked. You're going to be going to Focus Wells. Yeah, I got to put you in contact with some people. Are you going to Rotterdam? It's a fun, weird uh, city, bro. No, I'm not going to go to Rotterdam. It's uh, <laughs> it's on the same New School Rules is the same weekend. Same as, weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to bother. Are you going to build a tour around that? I got I booked one show in Manchester because I'm flying into Manchester. Yeah. But um, I actually got family on my dad's side that's in England. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just I'm actually going to spend one week doing the whole performing thing mm -hmm. in Manchester and the Focus Wells, and I'm just going to spend time with family. Okay. Like right. I'm I'm really trying to focus on the balance between you know this music career, my other day job, my relationships, and Cause at the end of the day, I could have all these shows, records, and all these people like me that don't even know who I am, and that doesn't really matter to me. Like at the end of the day, so I'm really just yeah. This whole project, I'm just trying to focus on the things that matter to me. So, um, dope. So yeah, grown was, man um, shit. Um, dope. Yeah. Grown man shit for real. Yeah, cause I spent dope. 2018 chasing a lot of things, and uh, I didn't really feel good about it by the end of 2018. So. That's I, I real. Couldn't, I couldn't spend my whole life doing that. And what's right for me might be different for somebody else, you know? Like, I'm not going to say this is the way to live your life. I'm not going to preach to people to be like, be like Jesus or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck like, that Gary V <laughs> shit. You know, um, it's not for everybody, bro. It's just not for everybody. Gary V's energy baby. is my energy, bro. Like, <laughs> I know. We know. We, we're in the group <laughs> you chat. Already know. You already know. We're in the already group chat. Figure it out. I want to say, I want to say, I've never had an like a, an in-depth conversation with you like this before, and to hear you talk like that is like really refreshing. Because when you were like talking about how people mix the business with the music, and it shows, I think what you just said like really sums that up. Where you're like, you know what I mean? What I do is not for everybody, and the way I work is not the same way everybody works. But you're like comfortable in that. In that, you're you're where you need to be right now. Yeah, um, I love day to day. Like, even though it may seem like I have like all these plans and shows booked or whatever, um, I just know that if I work towards something I care about, things will just fall into place. You know, I don't have to force things to happen. Or, um, yeah, that's how my I've always been that way, kind of for the most part. Um, you put yourself in that position though by like being like honing in your fan base and knowing who you have to talk to when mm -hmm. you have to talk to them. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you and know I what like, I mean? I like not chasing. Room. Yeah. You're yeah. not it allows you to put out a record like this and feel good about it and feel like confident. Like you're not just, it was a venting session, but that's a really nice place to be where you can put it out and people are going to take notice and listen. Cause it's good. 
No, thank you, man. Yeah, it's good. Um, you don't have a single, but Restless is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Came with yeah. That. We were in the <laughs> yeah. car. He's like, yo, this is the one. But the beat change on the end of the one right before uh, Restless. Uh, Whipping. Whipping, yeah. The beat change yeah. at the end. I was like, yo, that's some yeah. producer shit. Yeah. Like a little yeah. flex. Yeah. A little yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that up. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good. I see you, man. We we like you know not to toot our own horns, but Anthony's kind of spearheaded the podcast where it's like we're he's like making us just so we're current. So we've like I've listened to it today, not like mm-hmm. I listened to it when you dropped it. It's like no, yeah. let's all listen to this today to make sure that we're refreshed on the project that we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I listened to it's it today good. a few times and it's really really good. It goes through quick, right? So it, yeah, you can uh, run through. Got it a re-listened times. a bit, like yeah, I, yeah. I ran it. When you get times. to the end, you're like, oh, yeah, because okay. it's twelve, what, twelve, 12 and a half minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. It's like I can listen to that. Like I like that. It's, yeah, it's uh, weird to say that I'm not really comfortable with like the ADD, like yeah. the way you have to put out music. But I get the replayability of the things now. Yeah, when I was putting this out, I did keep in mind that like, okay, I'm not gonna put out a full like ten, twelve track album kind of thing, but. And I don't want it. people keep saying, "Oh, we just gotta drop singles so people are interested." But I'm like, "This is kind of like a long single. It's only 12 minutes." Yeah, yeah, yeah the, for real, yeah, for things, sure. Like barely an EP. So. And, and it's different too yeah. if you're making things that are feel like singles. Yeah. But how personal this record is. It's like, it do they live by themselves as yeah. well as they live together, in a small together, pack yeah. together? You right. know what I mean? It's a yeah. project. It's a project. It's, it's, it's yeah. interesting to hear that there were like songs that you kind of like made and then these are the ones that you finished yeah. because they go together like very, like it's a very cohesive project. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like it's uh four Lucy slapped together off your hard drive. Right. You know, no, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys picked that up because um, yeah. that's, that was my intent with it just to be like, Here's 12 minutes of Malcolm. Yeah, a days. moment in time. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. Thank I fucking you. like it. Can we get a better top five other than the coffee? Yo, sorry. <laughs> like I was like, what? Like, come on, like, you know. But I, I thought he was gonna be a lot more passionate <laughs> about coffee. He wrote a whole his, song about his, it. But to his his credit, we were partying at a coffee shop this weekend. <laughs> yeah, a song yeah. about coffee. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the creative top five. You yeah. know, they get some good answers. He dug deep. You know, that was. I still want to hear that you got the producer thing, so we'll go like you got to give me six. So six, six, your three best rappers. Beer down. He's like, okay, let me. Wait, your three best rappers, and then your top three rap, your top three producers. That's super fair. That's super fair. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. He's got both sides of the spectrum. All right, so let's start with rappers because I want to hear if there's someone. On both lists, you know what I'm Ooh. saying. Being a producer rapper, I'm just, there you go. Okay. Oh, we're gonna make him do it. You got a seventh. Oh. It's gotta be. It's gotta <laughs> it's be gotta the be producer, producer rapper. rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, your top, your one. Okay, that's. I like Pharrell. Honestly, mm, it's true, that true. Out. That's kind of a cheat Happy. code. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll go deeper. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I love Pharrell. I love Pharrell. Plus, his tap water is the fountain of youth. <laughs> Yo, seriously, for um, real. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's, he's an alien. Happy. Isn't he? J. Cole at Chico, too? No, no, no. That's no. a good one, too. Yeah. That, um, so you got J. Cole, you got Pharrell. Um, so that's that's a, Okay, that's well, seven. that's that's just the Starting one. strong. That's just okay. like the, the number seven. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. producer okay. rapper. I'll put him on the thumb. We're yeah. good. So I'm okay, so we'll go back to rappers. Um, I'm a big fan of Blue from uh, the West Coast. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Man. Blow the Heavens was like the record I listened to. Classic. Classic. That's one of my favorites. If you've never listened to Blow the Heavens... Just one time. That's all you know, that's all you yeah, need one to do. Time. Um, like West so Coast Nas. West Coast Nas. True. That's True. why yeah. I True. still listen to him, like Mad Lib and all that. So, like, it's just, that's really top rapper for me, influential-wise. 
Uh, Master Ace is another big influence Ooh, for me. Classic. So Your roots. Okay. That's um. I remember whenever I have writer's block, I just play nostalgia with Marco Polo, and mm. I'm just like, um, even if it's an older song, like it's or on the grind. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. 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 Marco um, Polo and Master Ace together is like. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like the producer combos, like even like mm-hmm. the P Rocks and Steel Smooths, like or the Eric B and Rakim's. Yeah. Rakim's yeah. like number three for me. Like uh, okay. Okay. He's one of okay. my favorite. Um, Damn. Oh. Yeah, that's that's Damn, you, got, yeah. you got to adapt that. Yeah, you, you got to remember like my record collection is like uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's that right. Time era. Like I have, uh, I even have like Me Against the World on vinyl. Damn. I have like three copies Damn. of Thriller for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> got to have like, a few. But um, yeah, so that's what I listened to when I was growing up, Fair. like learning how to rap. So people say like, oh, you sound like the Tribe. Because we listened to so much Tribe growing up. But, Yo, uh, you know what I'll never forget is when we're in we're in Rotterdam, right? And we're doing this thing. It's like, you got to go up there. You got to rap, right? I went up. I played the three-peat record. They were all sleeping, so I was the only one there. <laughs> and then he goes up right after me. And he's like, they're like, where are you from? He's like, Winnipeg. And then he played, He does his thing. And then the, he's like, we had both gone back to back or like pretty close pretty to close it. And he's like, they're like oh, y'all really like to rap in Winnipeg, huh? <laughs> And I was like, yeah. yeah. What yeah. the fuck, fuck is wrong that. with yeah. that? Like, I'm, I'm so happy that Winnipeg isn't completely full of um, ad-lib rappers. That was Swag. the moment in they're time. They're here, they're yeah. around, they're acknowledged, but like for the most part, it's really like it's important to have lyrics in Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the moment in time I realized it when we were out there and that, I don't know, Sterling, I think, said that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I guess we do have a sound, and it's you we could can say really worse things. Rap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, could, we really yeah. like to rap well. Like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think they said. Um, <laughs> Isn't it weird that that's like a thing now? Because yeah, like, like that yeah. it was a of requirement. Course. Yeah, it was a requirement of being respected. That's why yeah. I'm like, I'm like, rock that. Yeah, that's crazy. Those are you don't hear top that. quality. That's like when I hear Black Thought in somebody's top mm-hmm. five. When I hear, you know what I mean? Like markers. intricate. Writers, yeah, like, um, especially Rock him. Like, he changed the game. He changed game. the game. Changed the game. First, that cannot yeah. be understated. Yeah, when you think the transition from like a Run DMC and the forerunners for guys like Nas, like that's why I'm just like, you want to talk about what flow is like? Listen, yeah, Rock him like that, and that, so. that's where you get Cool G Rap. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, so. he was doing stuff mm-hmm. with uh, Polo. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it yeah. changed. It like you could hear a fundamental change mm-hmm. once that was, yeah, uh, made popular, if you will. Yeah, because I love Tribe too grown up but that's still like abc kind of rhyme patterns yeah. a little bit right so it's yeah. a cool vibe it's kind of like the yeah even like souls of mischief were things i listened to a lot growing up okay so we got the top three yeah those, okay, producers. Those rapper producers oh who do i want to put up here um i gotta put i, I want to put dylan number three just because i don't be cliche but, uh, <laughs> okay, respect, right? respect. Um, no particular order. Yeah, yeah. no particular order. Uh, yeah. Nujabis was a really big thing yeah, for me. Uh, for J- I love Japan so much. Um, Have you been? I've been to Japan, yeah. yeah. I've been to Japan. <laughs> Where? Yo, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, not everybody's okay. done that. I just want to let um, you know. But, uh, oh, fun Japan oh, fact, um, Daniel and I, we put out a song with Moonshine, right? And then Moonshine had connections in Japan on his record label. So that track I put on some compilation album in Japan, like in 2010. Oh, crazy. No and then shit. I went to Japan in 2016, and I went to a record store, and I found that compilation. Man, did crazy. you buy it? I bought it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck I was yes. like man, this is, this is 
crazy. That's legendary. That's dope, yeah, that was uh, that That's was a, a big, moment. That was a big moment for me, even though it was just on some deep catalog. Corner. It doesn't matter. It's there. The it's there for someone to buy. The fact that your your voice and your sound found its way ac- literally across the world. Yeah, so that awesome. was um, like literally. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's far away. Been there. I've been there. It's far away. <laughs> um, so I think it'd be two producers. Yeah, two, um, you got Nijabis and Dilla. Oh, Marco Polo probably. Uh, I love uh, Shout out to Thunder Bay. Mm. Even uh, or um, Pete Rock, of course. Ninth, I love Pete Rock. Oh, um, even the, yeah. the Ninth Wonder and Buckshot album. Was Dude. So good. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Ninth Wonder. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I yeah. like that. That's a, that's a good top. That's a better top three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck that, man. Marco Polo, man. Good lord. Um, his his like his like albums are like they're fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Like, I fucking Canadian. love that. Thunder Bay. Yeah. <laughs> cut down when cut down told me that he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I know Polo. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he's from Thunder Bay. I was like, what? I always yeah. forget that. I yeah. always forget that. Yeah. Because like, he sounds like he's from New York. New York yeah. Oh, yeah. You know like, what's crazy, though? Thunder Bay, and we talked about this last time with Jules. It's got this weird like like first uh, first divisions from out in Thunder Bay, and they got an entire, I think they got two records in, produced entirely by Premier. Damn. Oh, shit. Like, it's, like weird New York connection in Thunder really? Bay. Really? Yeah. Weird. The guy's name is uh, Shiloh, I want to say. Okay. I, I I kicked it with two of the other members in Thunder Bay, but Shiloh's kind of like the one that is in New York, and I might be saying his name wrong. I just know the group as a as a thing. That's crazy. Yeah. How far is Thunder Bay from New York? Like, uh, it's pretty far, man. It's, it's only eight hours, hours right? from it's, here. Yeah. It's only it's only yeah, it's eight hours from here. So. So it's pretty far. It's not like it's just. Uh, no, it's not like Toronto. Like yeah. you could get there, but even Toronto's it's a it's decent dope. drive. It's like thirty hours, man. Yeah, decent yeah. drive. No, no, no. no. It's I mean, like the no, slowest no, no. drive. No, I mean, and it's Toronto only to New York. I mean, Toronto yeah, to New York. Yeah. That's not thirty hours. No, it's like two hours. No, no, three, no. It's not that. Oh, like New York State, yeah, but New York City is a little. I just long. fly there in two and a half hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. Still. All right. Well, we can, now we're <laughs> just talking the... fucking where we can drive from Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna sign up from yeah, here. Yeah, we're gonna sign up. Yeah. Where can we find you online in case cats? Oh man. Um, you can go to Google. Put Malcolm J. Uh, you can go MalcolmJ.com. You can find his Tumblr if you put Malcolm J in Google. By the way, no, go to really? yo search. <laughs> yeah, I yo, really. <laughs> how do how do people find you on SoundClick? SoundClick. <laughs> um, look up the Urban Soul Star with a zero. Yeah, a zero. Oh, yeah. That's, zero. <laughs> That's the hack. That's the secret yeah. code. <laughs> there you go, man. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for chopping it up. Yo, thank you very much for having this me. This was dope. So, that was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Peace.